Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. I was asking you at the start of the programme today about the things, maybe the unusual things that you did a little bit later in life. Or perhaps it's something that you plan to do. You just haven't quite got round to it. Maybe you want to uh, to um, just sort of get the courage to actually tick it off that bucket list. Please let me know those unusual things challenges. Maybe they're bucket list items, dreams, life goals, whatever it is. Pat is with us on the line today because Pat, you got a um, a tattoo at 81. I did. What? I got it a couple of months ago, yes. Yeah. What made you decide to get it, Pat? Well, I had no notion of getting it, but I was up in my daughter's a couple of months ago for dinner and uh, after a few glasses of wine, her three daughters kind of ambushed me and <laughs> thought this would, would be a great idea if we all got a tattoo. And, of course, I said, that's great. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. When the drink's in. So they, <laughs> yeah, they took a photograph of me and sent it to their cousins. So I couldn't get out of it. It was all organised. Yeah. What kind of a tattoo did you get, Pat? So we all got a, a butterfly. We decided on a butterfly. Any particular reason? Well, we thought of flowers and then we thought of butterflies. And then, I don't know if you heard Marty Morrissey, after his mother died, there was a butterfly in his, in the, at the mass. So I thought, a butterfly is nice. Yeah. Something that you won't, won't date anyway. Well, it won't date and it's kind of small and... And where did you get it, Pat? We got it in the art studio in, in... in Temple Bar. Okay. And uh, we all went in, eight of us went in. Wow. And I'm, on di- I'm on dialysis and I have a numbing cream for the needles. So I gave that to all the kids so that they wouldn't <laughs> feel it. Yeah. Um, but we went in and uh, of course all they were all young people, all pierced and tattooed and everything. And then there was me and I could hardly get up on the chair. But um, the girl Sally was lovely, so we had we had a great time. She yeah. was very patient, and she decided there were so many types of butterflies. But and where would you put? Well, it that's what I that's what that. I wanted to. Where exactly did you get this butterfly? What part of the body? Well, I got it on the wrist because I said at my age I might as well show it off. But um, I advised the rest of them to be a bit discreet because they might need to cover it up at various times. Right. So somewhere on the ankle, somewhere on the body, and mine is on my wrist. And did you, but you all got, even though you got them in, uh, you know, on different body parts, you all got the same butterfly? We, no, some got them in flight. There, there's different designs. Yeah. But they all, got, and some got two. One got, and, but, you know, <laughs> they all got, all got a yeah. butterfly of some kind. Some some kind, yeah. Just even the theme yeah. of it. Was it sore, Pat? Yeah. Part, uh, a little bit. Yeah. yeah even with the numbing cream. I've had uh, that numbing cream. The numbing before. cream was more more psychological, I think, than <laughs> anything else. <laughs> but it was a bit sore. Yeah. But it was it was a great experience. And then afterwards, we went for a meal, and my two granddaughters said to me, "Say this thing," and I did what I was told and didn't know what it meant. But uh, they put it onto TikTok <laughs> and it, it just took off. Yeah. 
flu, literally. Yeah, you're you're literally. A, you're a TikTok sensation, now, Pat. Absolutely, I I couldn't understand. I don't even know what TikTok is. Yeah, but the the next day there was seventy five thousand hits or whatever, and then it kept going up and actually millions by the end. And then E News from America picked it up, and there right. was three three and a half million in America, or whatever. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I know. But it's an it's an interesting it's an interesting idea though, Pat, because I, I was just asking people at the start of the show today, you know, to to get in touch about maybe other things that they did, like bungee jumping or skydiving or whatever. Like, I mean, some people have travelled around the world on a solo trip, but you know, something that they maybe put off doing till uh, maybe at a later stage in their life um, for whatever whatever the reason. Uh, and it's just really interesting to hear the you know the, the reasons why people do it. Was a tattoo something you ever wanted to get though, Pat? Absolutely not. I didn't like <laughs> tattoos at all. No. <laughs> no. You must have had a good and night in the house gen- that night, my though. My generation were kind of horrified when I said I'm getting the tattoo. Were they past? All the younger people. Oh, yeah. What's a tattoo? What? So, uh, anyway. <laughs> and what did your fr- your friends were, were, were questioning why you were doing this? Yeah, they all thought I was cracked. They thought I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> but all the younger people were all, that's a brilliant yeah. idea. That's a lovely idea. But we're not finished yet. There's two or three more of the family go are on. going to. We're going to have another day out. <laughs> and will you go back in for a second round? I won't get a second one, but I will no. go back in just for the fun. Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, you won't go for a piercing or anything else next? Uh, well, that's not not at the moment, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know for sure. Um, st- well, I was going to get a piercing on my ear and the top of my ear, but um, the nurses said they're very sore. Yeah, so no, I absolutely. changed my mind. Yeah. And you, you mentioned as well, Pat, like you're you're quite proud of the, the butterfly, the tattoo. Like you show it off. It's not that you oh, I, you don't cover absolutely. it up. Or, yeah. No, no, I show it off. I'm delighted with it. Yeah. I, and I'm delighted that all my kids had the idea to all get a butterfly and kind of a family thing. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I'm looking at a, a photograph of it here and it, and it is quite uh, small and you sort of have it on the back of your um, wrist as well. So, you, you know, you could, even if you had a long sleeve jumper or something on, if you, you did want to hide it away for a day, you could. Oh, I could. Yeah, yeah I could. Yeah. But... Um, if I would, I am exactly. one. I don't care what anyone thinks. What's the point? <laughs> no, you're dead right. Would you advise people, Pat, that maybe, you know, maybe they've thought about getting a tattoo and just for whatever reason they didn't, but... Well, you... I would think very carefully because, remember, it's for life. I got I got fantastic comments back, terrible funny comments. And my favourite comment was, you'll regret this when you're older. <laughs> What did you say to them? <laughs> they they were just comments that came back. Yeah, okay, on, on online. Yeah, <laughs> I think there fair play to you. You're dead right. Uh, let me bring ah. let, let me bring in Fiona as well, Pat, um, because Fiona, you headed off on a J one. That's correct. Hello, How Andrea. Hi, hi, Pat. How are you? Hi. Hello. 60s. It's on my bucket list, Pat. Is it Fiona? The tattoo is on my bucket list. It is. Yeah. But I'm afraid of needles. Right. Well, should, <coughs> Pat says she the the kind of the magic cream. <laughs> yeah. Or well, whatever. I call it the magic cream. cream, the kind of numbing cream. Yeah. 
The numbing cream, yeah, yeah. I certainly would need that. Where would you get the tattoo, Fiona? <clears throat> Again, like Pat, um, I would want it somewhere discreet. Um, I am a wedding celebrant, so I would need to put it somewhere discreet that it's, you know, so I'm thinking of actually a dragonfly because we had some fabulous coloured dragonflies when I was in Lake Tomahawk at camp on my J1. Mm. And they were the most beautiful creatures ever. Um, so in my head is possibly um, a dragonfly. Yeah. Okay. They have blues, they have blacks and they have reds and, and everything. Yeah. yeah. But look, I'm not, a, I'm, not, I'm not at the stage of pursuing it just yet. Yeah. Are you back <laughs> from the J1 though? I am. I'm home four weeks. Okay. So I am. Yeah, yeah. I finished in camp on the 14th of August and then I took a week for myself um, in southern Wisconsin with some friends of mine, Sylvia and Keith, and we had a wonderful week. And yeah, so I'm back in the land of the living here yeah. in Ireland, my home, four weeks now. I, I yeah. think I spoke to you before you, you headed off um, on the J1, mm-hmm. Fiona. On the J1. Yeah, how, how was, I was it? Actually, it was fantastic. I was actually in camp. You were there. The last yeah, time. you were just yeah. yeah there. That's right. Um, so, everything you imagined. Everything, everything I imagined and more. Good. Because I went out with no expectations, and um, because I really did not know what I was getting into, and I wanted it to be a whole new, fresh experience from the very beginning. And the first part of that experience was when the paperwork came in, and I saw I was getting a J one visa. And I had said before, nobody laughed more about that than myself. You know, 66 years of age, and here I am getting a J-1 visa after all these years. Two of my older sons had got J-1s and had spent time in the States. Yeah. And now their mother was following in their footsteps. <laughs> Did they, um, so that was, you know, go on ahead? No, I was going to say, so, you know, it was, it was lovely to get that teenage feel and to feel that even at my age, having had to retire, I, um, I was still valuable. I was still useful. Um, you know, that there's, there's a lot of life to live out there, yes. And I intend living it. Yeah. Would, I mean, yeah. would, you, incur- would you travel solo, um, Fiona? Like, would you, would you head off on a world trip? Or something would, similar, you know, no, like doing the States? Yeah. I don't know how much of it I do solo. You get lonely. Okay. Now, I have travelled on my own before. I've been to Spain and other few places on my own. But I go for four or five days at a time if nobody else could go. And if I wanted to go, if I had the time to go at a certain time. I've done it over the years. And mm. um, I have travelled to the States on a few occasions solo as well. I have a friend who lives in Florida and I did a house swap with her some years ago. So um, I went out to Florida for six weeks and she came to my home here in Tralee for six weeks. Okay. Which was wonderful. Yeah. So I... I I don't mind traveling solo, but I do like to connect with people then. Because if you, you know, yes, you'll meet people in restaurants and people are very friendly Mm. and they chat to you. When they hear your accent, they'll say, oh, where are you from? And that is always a conversation starter. And, you know, but but in the more more long term, if I was to do a big trip around America, I would like to know that there are people that I can connect with. And I have made several friends in the States from working at camp 
and I've lots of people I can go and visit, mm, yeah. you know, and, and and pull up and use their couch or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and and it can yeah. be quite a, it can often be, you know, a lonely experience um, traveling actually on for any length of time, I think, you know, when you're when you're doing it solo as well. You've completed the J1. Yeah. You've told, I've completed the J1, yeah. yeah. You, you've told past that you've a sort of a half interest in maybe getting a tattoo. Is there anything else, uh, any other experiences you, you want to, to try, Fiona? Oh, there's, there's, load, there's loads more. Um, I have actually um, planning a trip to Europe in after Christmas. I've been offered a job in Europe. Fantastic. And, yeah. So, Doing what, Fiona? In the same um, line of work? Hol- it was similar, being a holiday nanny, nanny in a, a skiing resort in Switzerland. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. Well, it's, now, I think it's, 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 it's not fully, yeah, it's not fully, but there's loads of things there. I did yeah. another interview to be a housekeeper in a luxury chalet, but that sounds too hard, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you're, you're dead right. Paddy is with us as well in, uh, in Donegal, because Paddy, you swam around um, the country in January, is that right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. But I suppose the interesting part of your challenge, I believe, is that you actually had to learn how to swim before you set off on this challenge. Yeah, that, yeah that's right. It's about 65 years since I was in the water before. And uh, I, I needed a paddle anyway. Yeah. So when I... So uh, around, about, around about January, I wanted to see... And I, I learned how to do a bit of a paddle at least. So yeah, that so that that, make, that got me around the coast. Then. What what made you decide to uh, to swim around the island, Paddy? Well, uh, a friend of mine uh, lost his wife in tragic circumstances. Okay, I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, he's 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 up a charity to help other people uh, who have some problems like that. So uh, around about New Year's Day swim, uh, I, I always went out on New Year's Day for a swim for charity. So uh, the lockdown was on that time and uh, we weren't able to get any money. Mm. So the only contribution I had it was my own. Okay. So, How long did it take you to do the swim, Paddy? The swim was about uh, uh, 10 weeks. 10 weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And how tough did you find it? Um uh, not really because I I I done a year training beforehand. Okay. So, uh, you were well too, prepped. Too hard. Yeah. yeah. Would you do it again? Uh I'm not gonna tell you that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you see if you make the commitment now on the, on radio today, somebody's gonna to hold you to it. Yeah, that's the thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. No good looking too far ahead either. Well, listen, Paddy, thanks a million for, for getting in touch with us um, today on the programme. Pat, I can tell you that you've inspired many other people this afternoon to um, go and complete their challenges. Another lady here has got in touch to say, I too want to get a tattoo. I've always thought about it, but after listening to Pat today, I'm definitely going to fire ahead and do it. Listen, Pat, Fiona, Paddy, thanks a million for getting in touch with us here on the programme today. If there's any other challenge or something that you have in mind that's on your bucket list that you think you would like to do, uh, you just haven't quite got round to it yet, but it is something that you want to do at some stage in life. Let us know today, 53106. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We were talking about the experiences that, or the challenges, the things that you did later in life that you thoroughly enjoyed. And you got in touch about a new hobby. What is it? 
Oh, hi. How are Andrea, you? Andrea, can you hear me? I can indeed. Oh, yes, I took up. When I retired, I did a PLC course in art and design and it just took off from there. And I absolutely, um, I'm a few years creating art now and I just absolutely love it. Okay. And, you know, I'm doing quite well, you know. Yeah. And was it something and you I always wanted to do? Well I, well, I kind of always, you know, you know, the way life just gets in the way and you're rearing a family and you're just working. I've always worked and and um, I didn't really get the, the opportunity to do it properly. You know, that kind yeah. of a thing. So, uh, I, you know, I'm so happy now. Are you? Uh, like I, yes, yeah, yeah. I can hear it in your voice, Anne. You sound yeah, like you're I really am. enjoying it. I'm kind yeah. of a bit nervous, isn't it? Are yeah. you? Don't be a bit. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah. And what, so, so day to day, what are you doing? I get up every morning. I have a little porch. I go out to the porch with my cup of coffee and I do mixed media. It's a kind of a mix of collage. And I, I, so it's, it's, I used to do, you know, have, do mosaic art. Okay. So I kind of collage this with paper and then I go over it all with ink. And it's very unusual looking. People can't figure out how I do it. And, and acrylic paint. I, I make a lot of portrait art. Okay. And it's all kind of very like goddesses and beautiful. Uh, ins- you know, it's all about inspiration and resilience okay. and strength. And I, everything is it just shows the beauty of life yeah. and, and hope. That's what I hope comes out of my and work do, when you look at it. Yeah. And do you sell it? Do you sell it on, on or is it just well, you know, I'm only hobby? starting out really, but no, no, it's not a hobby. I'm going to just really make this work. This is my plan. You know, I'm very motivated. Yeah. I set up my own Instagram and I set up my own, um, you know, everything on Sh- Shopify and the whole lot. I'm not trying to plug it. No, but just I just set it, it all up myself. And it took me about three weeks to do the Shopify to get it set up. And then I, you know, I love doing the marketing end of it too. I absolutely, I love both sides of it. Yeah. And I've gotten into a fair few galleries now and everything. And I've, a, I have an exhibition coming up in Tullamore and Split Space Art Joint. And I have uh, in Galway and Portumna Castle are going to give me an exhibition so it's going Next really year, well then, yeah, by, by like all that. accounts. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's if, if people want to, uh, to to look at um, you know, some of the work that you've completed, Anne, what's the, what, yeah. what's the name of the Instagram or your, your, your website or where, where well, can people... You know what, I, I work under the name Annie... See, I have a nickname, Annie May. Right. So I always... Annie May, M-A-E. Annie May slash, downward slash art. And um, my name is Anne Mitchell, but it'll... Yeah, you know, Annie, Annie May is where they can find you. Good stuff. Uh, Paul is on yeah. the line as well with the San. Um, because, well, Paul, tell us why did you get in touch about uh, about this? Hi, Andrea. Paul okay. here. Yeah, from Dublin. Um, at sixty four, I did Route sixty six. Okay. Now, I've been on about it for years, but the oldest lad was between jobs. The second oldest lad was between colleges. He says, "Let's do it." So we did. Headed off in June down to L.A. and then right. hopped into a car. Um, Drove 3,300 miles across nine different states over 21 days. And it was just glorious. Yeah. You know, temperatures are 41 degrees wow. centigrade. Just missing forest fires and um, no snow, though. But that was about it. Um, yeah. So it was great. Uh, something I wanted to do for a long time, as I said. And, uh, uh, well, I just went and did it. Yeah. So this was this was a real lifelong goal, Paul, for you. It, it, it was something. 
it, it, it is. I like to, I like driving, and this is you know I heard so much about it. Did a lot of research on it. Looked at a lot of videos. And when you're driving, you're staying off the freeways and motorways. You're on the, the you're on Route 66, wherever it survives, and you never know what's around the next corner or over the next hill. I know. How many? Just, how many did you say? Sorry, Paul did Route 66 with you. Uh, my oldest son and my second oldest. The third fellow wouldn't do it because there was no football along the way. And the fourth <laughs> fellow was doing his uh, leaving sort of unfortunately. But he's not a good traveller, you know. He, right. he probably gets sick 20 times on the way. So we just decided to do it and off we went. But was not nice um, to do it with your, with your two sons. Uh, it like. was. Uh, and yeah. they were great because uh, neither of them were bored along the way. We ended up in Chicago, spent a day in Chicago, did 30,000 steps, did everything... It, the tourists are supposed to do. We were at the start sign and the finish sign, got loads of pictures, loads of videos. Now, it's my intention to do a video per state, but then, um, you know, I'm put it up on YouTube, but I'm not too sure how long that's going to take. Yeah, but all the yeah. material is there. And, and even looking back through the pictures, I'm saying, God, did we do that? And did we do that? You know, you nearly forget something sometimes. Else. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Do, do so you, much. It's, um, it's a lovely memory, though, I think, to share you know, like oh. in looking, and, and even for the, the two boys as well, you know, to, oh, to say they yeah. did that with you. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're starting off in their lives, and I'm, you know, I'm at the other end. They've got all of that ahead of them, and they can do it again themselves in a few years' time, you know. Uh, it just it, scenery changes. There's, there's so much that you, you can talk about, and it, it's just fortunate that there is a ton of video and a ton of um, uh, pictures that we've got. Mm. Uh, Everything you're going through the deserts, you're going through arid lands, you're going through the heights around by the Grand Canyon, the forest lands, urban areas. It's just everything is so different. What else? What's next on the list, Paul? Now that you've ticked that off. Sorry, say again. What What's next on your list now that you've ticked off Route well, 66? Do you know what? I'd actually like to do uh, Route E01. I think it goes from Rotterdam to Kazakhstan. You know, okay. across Europe. Yeah, but. Uh, I've been thinking about that, and I'm, uh, you know, and there's a few things that we can divert to across the way. But uh, I think it's Route E zero one, it's European Highway one, and as I said, it goes all the way to Kazakhstan. Probably a bit of risky at the moment uh, in some parts. Okay. But look, yeah. I'll, I'll but you obviously you enjoy anyway. driving. Oh yeah, look, yeah. I do a lot of driving anyway for the work, you know. So. Well, fantastic. Um, would you recommend it? You would, oh, of course, it would. Yeah. Never, if anybody's looking for an old um, uh, tour guide uh, for next year, I'm, I'm free. <laughs> now we went from west to east, you know, um, because the hiring of the car was a thousand dollars cheaper. Mm. But uh, I'd certainly love to go from east to west with Chicago to Santa Monica. What so kind if of anybody's a... looking for a guide? Yeah, you're you're the man. What kind of a car did uh, yeah. you hire actually? It was it was a, a, a Kia Sportage. It wasn't one of the big ones. Now the oldest lad wanted to get the Mustang, but three I was going to say the Mustang. Cases. Yeah, I'd say <laughs> yeah, the, the price of that would be something. Cases. Oh, ridiculous! We wouldn't have fit anyway. The three yeah, of them, yeah, three of suitcases, and the temperature. We were going to. We had the air conditioning on all the time in the car. You know, it averaged forty degrees, thirty-five to forty degrees for the first two weeks. Anyway, you know. Absolutely, so there was, I can. No question of not having the air. No, no, definitely not. Well, listen, I'm delighted, Paul, that you did it, and and like you can hear the excitement, you know, as you're describing it as well. Um, I think it's Michael is texting too, and he says, "I got my first tattoo just last March, and I will do it again." Uh, I'm younger, 68 years of age, says uh, says Michael. Keep your first experiences coming into us here on the show today. Those that maybe you completed a little bit later in life. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.